this morning in joy, knowing that you can do far more with it than we ever could, and knowing that you bring back to us way more. And so we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Good morning, Lake Church. Amen. I would like to ask Josiah and Adria and your family to come forward. We're going to dedicate a new baby to the Lord this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. So excited. We've known Adria for some, some years now. I've just recently gotten to know Josiah over the last year and what a blessing he is. Really excited that they are here this morning to dedicate this new little baby to the Lord. Why don't you just walk across the front, across here, and show, show her off. <laughs> Isn't she beautiful? This is Shiloh Rain Mullins. Yeah, that may be why we're getting the rain. <laughs> Shiloh Rain Mullins, she is just a beauty. And this is her father, Josiah, and mother, Adria, and her parents as well. So we are excited to have you all here this morning. I just want to read this scripture out of Psalm 127. And it says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. You know, I was just thinking about this earlier while we were in worship. You know, it talks about that they are a reward, and certainly are, they are to the family. But I thought, you know, God's bigger picture is that she's a reward to the body of Christ and to the world at large because God sends babies as answers. Amen. They're, they have a plan and purpose for their life. And uh, dedicating them unto the Lord is recognizing the fact that God gave them to you. God gave her to you to steward. Like an arrow, uh, your, your influence on her as a child is going to cause her to be able to be launched forth and hit the target of God's purpose for her life. So the dedication really isn't just about dedicating her to the Lord, but it's about dedicating yourselves uh, to steward this life and this gift from God so that she can know and fulfill her purpose. And it's also exhorting the church to be faithful, uh, to do the ministry, the work of the ministry here so that we assist uh, this family. Uh, in raising her to know her identity. I was thinking about that last song, declaring I'm a child of God. That's your main purpose is for her to grow up knowing her identity as a child of God so that she can walk in the purpose that God had for her from before the foundation of the world. So I just want you all to, you know, just put your hands toward her as we pray. We're just going to pray over this entire family. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for Shiloh. We thank you that you sent her to be an answer. We thank you that you've chosen this family to steward her and for them to be a part of this body. It's an honor for us, Father God, to participate in stewarding her so that she can know her identity and fulfill her purpose, Father God. And we just declare, according to Psalm 139, that she will walk out everything that's written in her book in heaven. That she'll walk out everything that you've written about her in your book in heaven. We just declare that she'll hear the voice of the Lord. And that she'll hear what heaven has declared over her life. And that she'll be the blessing that she was created to be everywhere she goes, not only in the church and in the body, but in the world. And we give you praise. We give you glory. We just pray over this family. We pray over these parents that they have godly wisdom, Father God, to train her up in the way that she should go so that when she's old, she won't depart from it. And this brother be a godly influence. 
and these grandparents, Father God, to be godly influences in her life and help her to know who she is and what she's called to do. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Let's give them a hand. Amen. Amen. Good stuff there. So if you would, I want you to give a warm welcome to Reverend Larry Hutton. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I love that song. I am a child of God. Come on, lift your hands. I'm no longer a slave. No longer a slave to fear, worry, doubt, depression, stress. Thank you, Lord. I'm no longer a fear, afraid. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. That just lights my fire, that song. I love that song. Praise God. I don't know if they knew that was one of my favorites, but if not, they were led by the Spirit. Praise God. Let's give our praise and worship team a hand this morning. They're awesome. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know if before I came out if you already prayed for pastor. Do you already pray for pastor? And... Okay. Uh, is it okay if I pray for him? Yeah, go ahead. That'd be good. Well, just wanted to let you all know that uh, Pastor Karen's father passed away last night. So be praying for the family, but uh, we are celebrating the fact that uh, he's gone on to glory, yeah. on to his reward, and yeah. he's in the presence of Jesus this morning. So I wanted to make you aware of that, since Larry wanted to pray for them. Uh, just be praying for them, just for their peace and, and strength as a family. Amen? Yes, yes. You know, even though we, we know it's the loss is only temporary, it's still loss. You know, you, you have a mom or a dad that goes to heaven, and, and you miss them, right? And uh, so thank God the bigger picture is we get to spend eternity together. But let's just lift them up right now in prayer. Father, we just lift up Pastor Greg and Karen to you in the name of Jesus and the family, Lord God, that, Lord, you said in the Bible that you're the God of all comfort, so, Lord, we're just asking for that supernatural comfort to come upon them. Lord Jesus, Ephesians 2.14, you are called our peace. I thank you. You're the prince of peace, and you just stir up the peace that's on the inside of them right now. And, Lord, that, that comfort and that peace, Lord, just make it a time of celebration for them as they look toward the future and, and know that, that he is actually with Jesus right now. And, and we're so thankful for that, Father. And so thank you for your strength. Strengthen them with might by your spirit in their inner man this wonderful day in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Praise God. Well, it's good to be back with the family again. Hallelujah. We love coming here. You guys are just always treat us like family. Got a praise report. You know, some of you know that we started advertising on Google a number of years ago to get people saved. In fact, last time I was here, we'd gotten over 120,000. Now we're over 160,000. So more and more people. We're just, it just thrills me. I just, you know, the Bible says he that went as souls is wise. And that was a way that we'd never dreamed of when the Lord told us to advertise on Google. We found out that 33,000 people per month search Google on how to get saved. Is that wild or what? Uh, 33,000 people a month. It's, I guess they search Google for everything nowadays, right? So, but anyway, that's just a wonderful testimony. And since, uh, since we were here last, of course, we were here in 2019 last, so the Wuhan came along. <laughs> the Wuhan virus came along, and, and we, I continued traveling through the whole thing. I found out, you know, Jesus never social distanced or, or, or never stopped laying hands on sick people, so I kept doing the same thing and continued to travel. So we've actually seen our ministry grow or television uh, ministry has grown daily television we're on a couple different networks now and just keeps getting as as i say from down south i'm i'm from a little town of odessa florida and we we always said it just keeps getting gooder and gooder <laughs> so hallelujah so uh I'm, I'm excited about the word that god's given me this morning for you guys he actually gave to me the first of the year for the body of christ so if you have your bibles this morning we're going to open them up to uh, Ephesians, and we're going to open up to the sixth chapter of Ephesians. Hallelujah. I want to discuss something with you today that, 
that your God says that you're supposed to be doing now. Uh, if you get a hold of this, I think it's going to change the way you get out of bed every morning. It'll, it'll change the way you approach every day of your life because it's something that God actually says for you to be doing now. And you know, when you think about it, now is where we're supposed to live. <laughs> you know, a lot of people live in their yester years or yesterdays, and that messes them up. And, and then still other people live in their tomorrows. What are we going to do? Uh, how are we going to make it? What's going to happen? And all those things, and that messes them up. But what does God have to say about your now? How do you approach life today? And I believe as we see this this morning, I think it's even a prophetic word for the things that are going to be happening shortly down the line in the months and years ahead so that we'll be prepared to do what God says when the dark gets darker, uh, the light's going to shine brighter. Amen. And you are the light of the world. Jesus said that, right? So let's start here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, where he says, Finally, my brethren, <clears throat> be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So Paul, the, the writer here, Paul says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Paul is actually writing this letter from prison, and he's writing to encourage believers. Interesting. He's the one in prison, and he's doing the encouraging here. Yet I think he understands that that's because he knows many people are in prison themselves. They may be in prison to their thoughts. They may be in prison to their physical infirmities. They may be in prison to their uh, finances. I think Paul is trying to let the Ephesians know and us know how to get out of our prisons. So the first word he uses here is an interesting word. He says, finally. Finally means uh, that word ties in what he's already said leading up to this word to what he's getting ready to say. Um, in fact, when we read Ephesians like this book here, we look at it in chapter and verses. But Paul, when he wrote this, it was just one letter to the believers in Ephesus. And in really order for you to get an understanding of what he says after he uses this word finally, I'm going to give you a quick synopsis. I just really felt led of the Lord to do this. Before the word finally, the synopsis is the previous five chapters. And I went ahead and just wrote down some things real quick of the previous five chapters so that when we hear finally and what he says after it, we'll understand, okay, so this is why you're saying finally do this. So here's, here's what the synopsis is of chapters one through five leading up to chapter six here. In chapter one, he talks about our redemption. He also talks about our inheritance. He talks about how the Holy Spirit has sealed us and guaranteed our eternity with Jesus. And then at the end of chapter one, he actually gives us I call it a model prayer for, in fact, if you want to know how to pray for yourself and pray for your spouse, pray for family, pray for loved ones, or pray for other Christians, uh, write down this reference, chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23, because it's a model prayer for us to pray. Then in chapter 2, Paul talks about our salvation and how it's by grace through faith. Everybody say Amen. Then he talks about how Jesus is your peace now. He talks about how he abolished the hostility that the law produced and how he has now made us one body with him. He talks about how we now have access to the Father because we are citizens and members of the household of God. And then uh, chapter 3 talks about how God used the apostles and prophets to speak by revelation and make known the mysteries and manifold wisdom of God. He then also talks about how we now have access to Jesus and that we are to come with boldness and confidence to him. Then at the end of chapter 3, he actually gives us another model prayer. For those of you taking notes, you'll want to write down this because another way you can pray for yourself, your spouse, and others. Uh, in chapter 3, verses 14 through 19, it's a great prayer. It's one that I pray over myself and pray over Liz and others all the time. Then in chapter 4, Paul talks about how, to, how we're to walk in humility, modesty, gentleness, patience, endurance, steadfastness, perseverance. And then he talks about how we are all one body with one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God who is the Father of us all. 
Then he talks about how after Jesus ascended that he released gifts and, and the grace of God by giving us five ministry gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And he tells us those gifts are given to us to equip believers so that they can work in the ministry and help the body of Christ grow up. Then he talks about how we as believers are supposed to be adults in Jesus, not children, not follow after false doctrines. And by acting like grown-ups, it will cause each one of us to do our part to keep the body of Christ together and joined by the love of God. Then he talks about how we're not to give place to the devil. He talks about allowing only good things to come out of our mouth. Otherwise, you grieve the Spirit of God. And then he ends by saying we are to be, this is interesting, you'd have to tell Christians this, but he says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another the way Jesus has forgiven you. Hallelujah. Then in chapter 5, he says to live your life imitating God and stop imitating the unsaved. Don't be partakers of their lifestyles, he says. And then he says that now that you are a child of light, you should have no business engaging in the unfruitful works of darkness. Then he talks about how to use our time wisely. And instead of getting drunk on alcohol, he says get drunk and stay filled with the Spirit by speaking and singing the Word of God continually and by giving thanks to God continually. Then he talks at the end of that chapter how husbands and wives are to love and respect each other and submit to one another in God's love. Then in chapter six, he tells those of us who have parents, he says, you're supposed to listen to them, give heed to godly instructions and honor them. Doing so will cause things to go well with you and then you will extend your life in health and prosperity. Interesting how that verse, those verses don't say honor your parents if they're honorable. Doesn't say honor your parents if they were good to you, if they did things right. No, it says honor your parents. Kind of sounds like it's more to do with what you're supposed to do, not what they did, so that it'll be well with you. (laughs) I got some big amens on that one, didn't I? So (laughs) then he talks to those uh, who work for someone. Maybe you have a supervisor, you have a boss, you have someone over you, and he actually tells you to work for them as though you are actually working for Jesus. And if you do that, Jesus will make sure you get rewarded. Amen. Amen. And then that brings us here to verse number 10 where the Apostle Paul says the word finally. The word finally is an adverb. An adverb is a modifier. It's a verb. It can modify a verb. It can modify a preposition, an adjective, a sentence even. Um, For example, you could say a short sentence like he ran. So that's just a sentence, he ran. But then, and the word ran is a verb, but now you could modify that. You could actually say he ran quickly. The word quickly is an adverb. It modifies, it tells you how he ran. And so an adverb can tell you how. It can also tell you when, like he ran yesterday. Or it can tell you where, like he ran to so-and-so's house. Uh, It can tell you how often, like he ran yesterday and the day before and the day before. So Paul here starts with an adverb when he says, finally, really it's more like an adverbial phrase because he says, finally be strong in the Lord. So what he's doing, he's, he's adding a modifier to all the things he previously said to do when I... Uh, summarize those previous chapters. In other words, let me make it real simple. Um, He says, I'm I'm saying this modifier so that you'll understand uh, that in order to walk in your redemption, you're going to have to be strong in the Lord. Uh, In order to receive your inheritance, you're going to have to be strong in the Lord. In order to pray for others, you're going to have to be strong in the Lord. Uh, In order to walk in peace and have Jesus be your peace all the time, you're going to have to be strong in the Lord. You're going to have to be strong in the Lord to come to Jesus with boldness and confidence when you've screwed up. Come on. Uh, You're going to have to be strong in the Lord to not follow after religious fads. You're going to have to be strong in the Lord to act like the righteous and holy person that God calls you to be. 
You're going to have to be strong in the Lord to not give place to the devil. You're going to have to be strong in the Lord to, to be kind one to another, tenderhearted, loving, forgiving one another the way Jesus forgave you. You're going to have to be strong in the Lord to not allow only good things to come out of your mouth. Amen. And so you understand what I mean by modifier then? So, so the first thing Paul says here is be strong in Jesus and the power of his might. Interesting, he says be strong in Jesus. He would not tell us to be strong if everyone was always strong. He would just say, well, keep being what you're acting like. But for him to say be strong, then that kind of implies that sometimes we're not going to feel strong. Amen. Sometimes we're going to have feelings of weakness, feelings of lack of ability, inadequacy, frustration, and hopelessness. And what does God tell us to do? Be strong. Somebody said two words. Not really. If you look this up, it's actually one Greek word. Let me give you the four definitions of this Greek word. This Greek word means empowered. Everybody say empowered. It means enabled. Say enabled. It means to increase in strength, and then it means to be strong. But of course, it doesn't stop there because the key is to be strong or enabled or anything is in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. See, you are empowered. You are enabled. You are strengthened. You can be strong because you are in Christ. That's why you can be strong. I love what Daniel said, Daniel eleven thirty two. the people that do know their God will be strong and do exploits. They'll be strong. Actually, if you look that up in the Hebrew and do exploits, the word exploits is not in there. It's been italicized in the King James Bible because it's not in there. So really what it says is uh, the people that do know their God will be strong and do. So I looked up the word do, and it means to advance or to accomplish. So you're going to advance the kingdom of God, and you're going to accomplish the things of God when you're strong. Amen. Isaiah uh, 35, 4 tells those of us of a fearful heart, be strong and do not fear. In fact, turn over there. You need to look at that. Isaiah 35, 4. Isaiah 35, 4. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Amen? We don't have to fear. Look what he says here in Isaiah 35, 4. I'm reading from the New King James. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, and with recompense of God, he will come and save you. Like uh, 2 Chronicles 20, uh, what, 32, 7, where he says, Be strong and courageous when facing your enemies, because there's more with us than there are with them. And then Joshua 1, 9, Be strong and courageous, and don't be afraid or discouraged, <clears throat> for the Lord is God is with you wherever you go. So you are in Jesus, you can be strong. Because you're in the Lord. That's where you are. Second Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, in Jesus, in the Lord, you are a brand spanking new creation. So I thought about, all right, so if we're going to be strong in the Lord, then we need to know who we are in the Lord. Obviously, we don't have time to get into all of that stuff because it would take forever. In fact, I started a, a series on my da daily TV program five days a week, Monday through Friday, 52 weeks of the year. I don't get time off for my TV program, <laughs> so I have to keep in the studio. But um, uh, I started a series about the real you, who you really are and what you already have been given by God and what you are, have been empowered and enabled to do. <clears throat> I thought I'd probably be teaching it five days a week for maybe three or four months. I knew it was going to be a long series. Ended up going 51 weeks. 51 weeks of five days a week on that series. We're just uploading it on our YouTube channel now for people to take. It's the most uh, in-depth teaching I've ever done on who the real you is and what you really have because most Christians don't know it. And yet it's, it's vital for your walk with God to be strong in the Lord. So I, I wrote down some verses. I'm not going to have you turn down. I'm just going to read them real quick, what they say. Because this is what the Bible says, some things the Bible says that you are because you are in the Lord. And when you start understanding this, then you can be the strong that God wants you to be. Romans 3.24 says, because you're in Christ, you are redeemed and made right with God because of his free, unearned, undeserved grace. Romans 8.1 says, because you're in Christ, you can now live a life free from condemnation. Yeah. Romans 8.38 and 39 says, there is nothing that you can do or anyone else can do that will stop God from loving you. Yeah. 
1 Corinthians 1.30 says, because you are in Christ, you have all of God's wisdom, you have all of God's righteousness, you have his sanctification, and you have his wisdom. Wow, or his redemption. It, all of those things, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption is available to you now because you're in him and all of that's in him. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, because you're in Christ, he always causes you to triumph. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says, because you're in Christ, God is not keeping a record of any of your sins. Hallelujah. Galatians 3.26 says, your faith in Christ has made you a part of God's immediate family. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. Listen, the almighty one, the creator of everything is your daddy. <laughs> Ephesians 1.3 says, because you're in Christ, God has already given you every blessing that is available in heaven. It's yours in the sweet here and now, not just the sweet by and by. <laughs> Ephesians 2.6 says, because you are in Christ, God has given you a seat in heaven right next to Jesus. Think about this. You are in more than one place at the same time. One time I said omnipresent. My wife corrected me. She said, not omnipresent, honey. You're not everywhere like God. <laughs> I said, thank you, honey. You need a good wife to keep you straight there. I, yeah, but you're dual present. You're here, but God says you're seated with Jesus in heaven. That's good news, isn't it? Praise God. Ephesians 2.10 says, because you're in Christ, God has handcrafted you, assigned things for you to do in this life, and given you his ability to do them. Philippians 2.5 says, because you're in Christ, you have the mind of Christ and can operate in his mental state. Whew. Now turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 2 with me. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. Again, I'm going to read from the New King James. 2 Timothy 2.1. It says, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So this says because you're in Christ, you can partake of his grace to be strong. Aren't we glad that there's more grace than just saving grace? Amen. Hebrews 4.16, you can come boldly to the throne of grace. You could obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. No matter what your need is, there is grace for that area of your life. Whether it's your marriage, there's marriage grace. Whether it's health, it's healing grace. There's, whether it's finances, financial grace, there's grace for every need you're facing in life. And so you can come with confidence and boldness knowing that God will extend that grace to you when you release faith. Amen. Right? Colossians 2.6, the way you received him is the way you walk in him. So what Colossians 2.6, how did we receive? By grace through faith. How do we walk in him? By grace through faith. You keep, continue walking out your walk, your daily walk for your finances, for your marriage, for your health, for your emotions. You do it by faith so that grace is imparted. Otherwise, you frustrate the grace of God. That's good preaching, Brother Larry. Thank you. I'll go ahead then. <laughs> be strong. That's, that's what we're looking at here in Ephesians 6.10 is be strong. And we'll get back there here in a couple of minutes. But let's look at another verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 13. 1 Corinthians 13, or 16, 13, we're talking about being strong. It says, watch, I'm again, the New King James says, watch, and then it says, stand fast in the faith. Then it says, be brave. Then it says, be strong. Now, this is something that God has called all of us to do now. So if you're wondering what you're supposed to be doing this week, this year, and, 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 and on, here are some things that God's commissioned us to do. He says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, and be strong. So let's talk about these four things here. First of all, he said, watch. I looked up that Greek, and it means to stay awake. So the implication is there, people could fall asleep, huh? And not be paying attention to what's going on, so stay awake. And then be watchful. Be watchful. That means you got to be watching. you got to be looking what's going on. And then it says, be vigilant. Then it says, give strict attention. Strict attention. And then he says, be cautious. That's what this Greek says. Hmm. 
Stay awake, be watchful, be vigilant, give strict attention, be cautious. That kind of shows us by those definitions that Satan is going to come along and try and use people and things to stop you from doing what you're called to do and to bring you down. Amen. Don't give place to the devil. Submit to God and resist him. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Peter actually says the same thing. Remember over in 2 Peter 5, 8, where he says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, Satan, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, but you don't have to uh, submit to him. The next verse says, resist him steadfast in the faith, but be sober, be vigilant. That means stay on your guard. Don't fall for his snares, his traps, his trickery. So it's really telling us the same thing here in 1 Corinthians 16 when he says watch. And then the second thing he says is stand fast in the faith. Stand fast in the faith. The Greek says to stay stationary, to be persistent, or to persevere. Stay stationary. Be persistent and persevere. So therefore, this means stay stationary in your faith, be persistent in what Jesus has made you and given you, and then persevere when things don't go your way. Come on. It's easy to persevere when you're not having to persevere. (laughs) Come on. He's he's saying you, you need to stay steadfast in your faith here. In other words, don't be moved by what you see, hear, or feel. You can change what you see, hear, or feel by using the word of God and getting God's grace involved. Amen. In fact, Galatians 5.1 says, stand fast uh, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. In fact, that goes on and tells you that you're not to get entangled uh, by trying to keep a bunch of laws from the Old Testament to gain God's approval. Listen, Jesus has already gained God's approval for you. Amen. It's not based on your performance. It's not based on the things you do or don't do. It's all totally based on what Jesus has already done. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. So here in 1 Corinthians 16, 13 tells us to stay alert. And then he tells you to be persistent. Use your faith to persevere. Don't be moved by your, by your, the information obtained by your physical senses. Watch, stand fast in the faith. And the third thing, it says, be brave. King James says, quit ye like men. (laughs) Say what? Well, just quit you like men. Well, in our, society, in our society today, you may say something like this, be a man or man up. You know, I like to say it this way, quit acting like a wimp. Don't act like a coward. Quit acting like a defeated pup. Quit acting like the lion on the Wizard of Oz. Some of you aren't old enough to know that, huh? Well, if you ever watch that movie, The Wizard of Oz, the lion did not have courage until the wizard gave him courage. Then he could (laughs) So be brave. He's saying, be brave, be courageous. Um, First first Samuel, when it says, quit ye like men, I found that in the Old Testament, first Samuel 4, 9, where it says, be strong and quit yourselves like men. In other words, be courageous. So along with be strong, does God have anything to say along with be strong about being courageous? Let me show you. I actually quoted two verses earlier. Let me have you turn to them real quick. 2 Chronicles chapter 32 and verse number 7. 2 Chronicles 32, 7. And the New King James says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor dismayed before the king of Assyria, nor before all the multitude that is with him, for there are more with us than there are with them. You know, when people read a verse like this in the Old Testament, sometimes they don't realize that this was written for you. In fact, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, that says all the things of the Old Testament were written as our examples for us to live by. So really, when you read here in 2 Chronicles 32, 7, God says to you, as well as to them, be strong and courageous when facing your enemies. Why? Because there's more with us than there are with them. I like that. Just knowing that I've got a host of angels. Some people think they just get one angel assigned to them at birth, and then it leaves when they get a, become an adult. That's religious traditions of men right there. You need more angels when you grow up. <laughs> Amen. 
<laughs> I mean, it reminds me of, of 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 16, when Elisha and, and his servant are surrounded by a, a host of army. You know, the king of Syria sent his whole tens of thousands of, of troops to surround Dothan. And so Elisha and his servant are asleep, and they wake up in the morning. The servant goes out to look out over the city and sees the whole city surrounded by all of these thousands and thousands of troops. King James kind of a little bit weak to us when it says, Alas, master, what shall we do? It was more like, Ah! <laughs> Elisha, come here quick, look! <laughs> and Elisha, of course, has to pray, God, open my servant's eyes. He needs to see that there are more with us than with them. And, and he sees all these horses and chariots of fire. That's what you got. So you can be strong and courageous. Why? Because God has an army of angels assigned to you, taking care of you, praise God. Turn over to Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Joshua 1, 9. Again, have I not commanded you? Interesting, every one of these verses, even the one in Ephesians, aren't telling you to try and be strong. Right? Right? He says, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, that's discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For, you really, you need to circle that or underline or highlight that word F-O-R, for. Here's the reason you can be strong. Here's the reason you can be courageous. Here's the reason you don't have to be afraid and you don't have to allow depression, discouragement to come into your life. He says, because God is with you everywhere you go. I remember hearing the late Kenneth E. Hagin one time say, you know, if we could just get believers to believe one verse. And then he quoted, of course, this is multiple times in the Bible, that God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to always be with you everywhere you go. Brother Hagin said, if, you, if believers believe that, they could not be depressed. They could not be discouraged. They could not get into fear. They could not have their feelings hurt. They could, he, he, just, he just said, it'd be impossible if you believe God is with me. You're a child of God. Daddy never leaves. Amen. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Wow. Somebody says, yeah, but Brother Larry, I just don't feel like God's with me. Well, that's why we read earlier to be persistent with your faith. Don't walk by sight. Walk by faith. Turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 31, please. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Is anybody getting anything? Be strong. I'm telling you, when you believe anything God says in his word, there is an empowerment for you to be what he said. But it takes faith to release that grace, so you're going to have to believe. If he says, be strong, then I can be. Amen. Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and of good courage, do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave nor forsake you. Man, we just keep seeing it. I mean, how many times does he have to tell us? <laughs> right? Let's go back to Ephesians where we start, Ephesians 6.10 now, where he says, Finally, be strong in the Lord And in the power of his might. Paul says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So be strong. Of course, the only way you can be strong is in the Lord. I mean, you can try and be strong in yourself, but you'll fail every time. And then you'll wonder why God doesn't love you and everything else that the devil brings your way. He says, be strong. The only way to be strong is in the Lord. Uh, In fact, I remember what Micah said. Micah uh, 3.8 said he was strong and had the power of might in his life. I thought, here's Micah, that's in Micah 3.8. He says um, that the God of all might is with me. So I have God's might. And I thought, that's under the old covenant. Under the old covenant, a man of God had the revelation that he had God's power and might, that he could be strong. Well, if Micah said that, how much more can you and I say that? We are full of God and full of God's might. The greater one lives in us. 
In fact, remember in um, Judges chapter 6, verse 11, when God called Gideon a man uh, of valor, a mighty man of valor? Now, see, when people hear that, they think, well, that's pretty cool. Gideon was a mighty man of valor. But you, you need to read that passage because when God said that to him, Gideon was in a pit, in a ditch, hiding from the Midianites. They were after him, wanting to eat his lunch and pop the bag. And so, so he's hiding from them. And God, he says, you mighty man of valor. Wow. God calls those things that be not as though they already are. Let me give you my definition of that. God calls those things that don't appear to be truth, but in truth they are because God said so. That's calling things that be not as though they are. Uh, God calls those things that don't appear to be real, but in truth they are because God said so. Hallelujah. Turn in your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 10. Deuteronomy chapter 10. This is your God that it's talking about here in verse 17. Deuteronomy 10, 17. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty God, a terrible God. That word terrible, the Hebrew means awe-inspiring or to be revered. And no respecter of persons and cannot be bribed. This is the God that lives in you. It says he is mighty. If he's mighty and he's in you, that means you have God's might in you. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong in Jesus and his might is in you. Be strong, be strong, be strong. And you can be strong because you have him in you. In fact, turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter with me. And let's read a couple of verses here, starting in verse 3, 2 Corinthians 10, 3, where he says, we walk, for though we walk in the flesh, in this physical body, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, the obedience of Christ. So this says your armor is mighty. Why is that? Because it's not human armor. This is God's armor. Your weapons are mighty. In fact, if you look up that, that word, uh, it, it's uh, not of human origin in the Greek. That your weapons, the weapons of our warfare are mighty. They're not of human origin. These are God's weapons, praise God. So you can be strong. Uh, Talking about the armor, Romans 13, 12 says that we have the armor of light. Ephesians 6, 16 says you have the armor of faith. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6, 7 says you have the armor of righteousness. Ephesians 6, 17 says you have the sword of the spirit and the word of God. And over in Hebrews 4, it says that the word of God is living and powerful. You know, isn't it interesting that with all of this might and strength and power that's available to Christians, yet so many Christians are living woe is me type lifestyles? Why is that? Because even though God's in you, even though his power's in you, even though his might's in you, even though his strength is in you, you still have to be a doer of the word. Oh, Brother Larry, has it come down to that? (laughs) Yeah, you have to be a doer of the word. Somebody says, what word, Brother Larry? Well, here's one. Be strong. You have to start acting like what God said is true and that it's true no matter how you feel, no matter what you've been, how you've been treated by others, no matter what's going on in society and government, God says, be strong. I'll bet when this was spoken in the Greek, there were 10 exclamation points after it. Be strong. Kind of like Joel 3.10, let the weak say something. What are the weak supposed to say? But I don't feel strong. (laughs) Let the weak say. You're supposed to say what God says. Be strong. Why? Because you're in him. Acts 17, 28, in him we live, we move, we have our very existence in him. 
Let me close this morning with Hebrews chapter 13. Go to Hebrews chapter 13. Maybe I should say I'm fixing. <laughs> if I say I'm closing, then you'll expect me to close, but maybe I should say I'm fixing to close. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 13, I, I am closing. Hebrews 13, in fact, I'm gonna start since, since the Bible is read, never written in chapter and verses, I'm gonna start in the middle of verse five because I wanna point out something to you. So you could say Hebrews chapter 13, verse five B, <laughs> the second half of verse five. <laughs> Where, where it says, God has said. Now, let's see what God has said. I will never leave you or forsake you. I will never leave you or forsake. God has said, God said this. God cannot lie. He said, I will never leave you or let you down. So if you feel like God has let you down, who's the liar? <laughs> Come on. Who's the deceived one? God's not deceived and God doesn't lie. So, so if you think God's let you down, you need to slap yourself and say, wake up, honey. Come on. Get with it. Let's believe the word. God hath said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. I'll not fear what man can do to me. So, so now this is, this is a, a key thing right here for, for ending this message this morning, to be strong. God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you so that. Please circle those two words, highlight them, underline them. That's what I did in both, both my leather Bible and my electronic Bible. So that. God has said, so that. There was a purpose for him to say that. It wasn't just saying, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And you're going, okay. No, that wasn't the purpose of him saying it. So that we may boldly, with confidence and assurance, speak the same thing. Speak what he just said. What did he just say? I'll never leave you so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. He's with me. I don't have to fear anything a government does, a mandate does, or anything else does. Bless God. God is with me. He's on my side like Psalm 118 verse 6. God is with me. He'll never leave me. And I boldly declare my God is bigger than anything that comes against me. So therefore, I can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I can be strong. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it looks like. There's all those times, there, there are times we feel weak. We feel like we can't go on. We feel like we can't do this. We feel like we're not, not getting a hold of this. But it doesn't matter what we feel. We can be strong because of whose we are and where we are. We're in him. And in him is where all of the wisdom and all the righteousness and all the sanctification, everything that God is, is in Jesus. In fact, in that 51-week series I did on my daily television program, I get into what does it mean, the name of Jesus, because you're in him and he's given you that name. And I went for weeks just on all of that because I had to go back to the Old Testament because every attribute, every character, every trait of God is in Jesus. So you could go back and look at all the different names, the, the, the original um, scholars and uh, theologians, they, they say there's only one name for God. And I can see where they're coming from when I studied the Hebrew. They said there's just one name for God, it's Yah, Y-W-H-W, or how, I may have spelled it wrong, did I just spell it? Let's see. Y-W-H-W, yeah, that's right, Yahweh, whatever. But um, so they say, you know, like Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Shalom, and all those, they say those are not names, those are attributes. Those are characteristics, traits of God. And whether they are or not doesn't matter to me because Jesus is all of that. <laughs> so when we come into a new and better covenant, Jesus is everything and plus because we're under a better covenant. That means you have all the good stuff of the old and then plus. <laughs> we're redeemed from all the junk, all the curses, and we still have all the blessings plus. 
So we can be strong because that's who we're in and that's who is in us. So I encourage you, this week, this, this, this is what God told us to do now. And next week and next month when maybe all hell breaks loose, whatever's going to happen in the future, we're going to be the light of the world, but you got to be strong. you got to stand up and be who you really are. You are a child of the Most High God. God is your daddy. He's on your side and he will not fail you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Going to be there for you, but you've got to be strong. He doesn't say, you know, let me be strong for you. No, he says, be strong. And when you be strong because you're in Jesus, you act like it's true. That's when grace is imparted. Grace is what empowers you to be what you can't be on your own. Do what you can't do on your own. Have what you can't have on your own. Are you with me? In fact, I remember years ago, one way the Lord taught me uh, to be strong is I was getting ready to go to the office and God told me, write down a verse of scripture. This was a long time ago, years ago. He told me, write down a scripture and uh, take it to the office with you. And he says, all day long, quote the verse out loud so your own ears can hear it. And uh, so I did that all day long, probably by the time I went to bed, right before I went to sleep. That's the last thing I did is quote the scripture. And um, I probably quoted it 70 or 80 times that day, out loud so my own ears could hear it. The next morning I got out of bed and the Lord said, take that same verse of scripture with you again and do the same thing. So again, 70 or 80 times that second day. The third morning I got out of bed, I heard the Lord say, I'm just talking about the spirit of God on the inside of me, just in a very authoritative voice, take that same verse with you, do it again. So the third day, 70 or 80 times. The fourth day I was ready for a new verse. I got out of bed expecting him to tell me a new verse, and he said, take that same verse. And I wanted to argue with him, but I thought, you're not going to win the argument. Just shut up. <laughs> I, I mean, because I could quote the verse by, by heart now. In fact, I think I could have quoted it backwards. I, I'd said it hundreds of times. I think I could probably quote it backwards. But he said, take that same verse with you. See, I didn't realize there was a difference from just memorizing and knowing truth. I had it memorized just like the Pharisees and doctors of the law. They had a lot of the Bible memorized. But yet Jesus said, you do not know the scriptures. It's a big difference. So that fourth day, he had me do it. Fifth day, sixth day, seven days in a row, he had me just on one verse of scripture. Now I could do other Bible reading and study and stuff, but I'm talking about just really meditating on one verse of scripture for seven days in a row. By the seventh day, that verse was like permeating out my pores. It, was, it had become a part of me. And the way I really knew that was just a couple of weeks later, I entered what you all, we all enter into a test, a trial of life, a hardship, right? We go into the, the hardship, and all of a sudden, I found myself quoting that scripture without thinking it. I mean, I literally found myself quoting, it is written and speaking that verse without even thinking what am I doing? It had become a part of me to do battle in life. And so I overcame that hardship easily because it wasn't me being strong in myself and the power of my might. I was being strong in the Lord, the power of his might. And then the second week, God gave me a new verse and did the same thing for seven days. The third week, this, a new verse, seven days. But just one verse a week. But think about the end of one year. You'll have 52 verses of scripture to do battle with. What if you do it for two years? I see those mathematical lightning fast minds. A hundred and four. Man, you'll know more than a lot of preachers know. <laughs> Sad to say. But I'm talking about learning. Well, that's why some of you, how many of you got the deck of cards last time I was here? Let me see your hands. See, there's a few of you. Got, that's why God had us do that deck of cards. That's what this is right here. It's 52 cards, one verse per week. Now, you can read and study in the Bible, do, read through the Bible in a year if you want to, but meditate on, the ver, on a verse until it becomes a part of you. 52, what I did on the front of the card, I give you a verse of scripture. On the back of the card, a declaration, because God has said so that you will boldly say. You've got to speak what God says to get it working. And so the, I call these declaration cards, declare it cards. Some people call them confession cards, other things like that, but those are available. 
I brought some more because we sold out them last time I was here. So if you didn't get them and you want to get them, they make great gifts for people. But we've got to get the word in us, folks. We've got to be strong in the Lord. You've got to be living in him and moving in him and having your very being in him. Can I hear an amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my family right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that they are here to hear your word, Lord God. And I thank you that you are opening our eyes. You're opening all of our eyes. In fact, help us to not just hear the word, but to be doers of it. Because you said if we would do what we hear, then we would be blessed in our doing. And so I pray that everyone here would not just be a hearer, but a doer. And then, Lord, if there's anyone present or anyone watching online that's not saved, or if anyone's not filled with the Spirit and they need to be Spirit, or if somebody is out of fellowship, want to rededicate their life, that, Lord, they would make that decision today. If they need to be saved, they'd call on Jesus to be saved. They need to rededicate their life, they'd do that right now. If they need to be filled with the Spirit, they'd ask you to fill them and baptize them with the Holy Ghost. I'm asking you that, Father, in Jesus' name. And if there is anyone in this place, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, Christians in attitude of prayer, and you'd like to be saved today, and you'd like us to pray for you, just slip your hand up high enough that we can see it, then I'll acknowledge it, and you can put it right back down. But if you want to be saved, if you've never accepted Jesus today, you can't be strong in Jesus if you don't know him, and if you're not in him, and he's not in you. So if you're going to be strong, you're going to have to accept Jesus. Is there anyone here you've never accepted him, and you'd like us to pray for you today? Anyone at all? Lift your hand up. Anyone at all? I don't see any hands. Lift your head up, open your eyes, look at me. If you are saved and you're not ashamed of Jesus, lift your hand up real high. I'm not ashamed to admit I'm a child of God. I'm a Christian. Amen. And since most of you, it looks like all of you lifted your hands, how many of you are filled with the Holy Ghost? If you're not and you want to be, lift your hand because we'll make sure you get filled today. It's a wonderful gift. Praise God. So if you want to be filled today or were you just praising? Oh, you were just praising. Okay. <laughs> if you want to get filled today, make sure you let us know. Let Pastor Kevin know. Let somebody from the team know. Let an usher know. Let the sound man know. Anybody get you filled here. Praise God. Amen. And uh, I know you'll be blessed if you do. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's someone here. I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing some type of a valve issue. Um, I don't know if it's lungs or heart. I'm not seeing clearly on that, but some kind of valve uh, that needs to be unblocked or something. So lift up your hand right now if that's you and go ahead and receive that. Father, right now, whoever that is, whether it's someone here or someone watching, that person here that's already lifted their hand, if anyone watching, Father, we thank you for touching. We speak to that valve and we command you to function the way God created you to function. You open or close however, whatever needs to be done and make that right in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Father God. Tumor, 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 tumor. I see tumor. Uh, if, you, if there's a tumor growing or something in or on your body, we command that to wither. We command it to die in the name of Jesus. You get off their body. Get off their body in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. I see somebody that's been experiencing, and this isn't, okay, yes, Lord. This isn't just an occasional thing. This has been a more regular thing of dizziness imbalance problem right now. I see that being healed. So if that's you, take hold of that power right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. We pray for that person that's facing dizziness, the ones that have their hands up and those that may be watching online. We speak life to your body, health to your body, circulatory system. Be open and clear in Jesus' name. And we rebuke anything. Uh, yeah, Lord, thank you. Praise God. We rebuke anything that would cause that. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. We receive, we receive, we receive, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. How many of you have our Heaven's Health Food CD or downloaded the MP3 or whatever? If you have the Heaven's Health Food, you have that? Let me see that. Not too many here. That's our number one selling product uh, whether it's CD or people go to our website, download MP3. Uh, we actually released this when it was cassette. Some young person said, what's a cassette? <laughs> well, that's before your time. Anyway, 
So uh, Heaven's Health Food, it's not a preaching CD at all. I don't teach or preach at all. All I do is quote scriptures. We have been having so many people healed, even on YouTube, because we put this on YouTube as well so people could listen to it. Even on YouTube, people have been listening to it getting healed. So we've had people healed of all kinds of cancer and all kinds of sickness and disease. We've even had a a lady that was in a, what, a two-year coma come out of the coma uh, because of the scriptures played in her, 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 I almost said hotel room, you can see where I live, in her hospital room. And uh, she came out of the coma, and the doctors had told her twin sister that she was going to be, if she ever came out of the coma, she would be a vegetable, she'd be brain dead. She came out of the coma 100% whole, and she quoted the scriptures off the CD. And before she went in it, before she went in the coma, she was Presbyterian, if I remember right, a Presbyterian lady, did not know any healing scripture. When she came out of the coma, she knew them all. You guys have that queued up at the sound booth where you could give them a quick sample of that because there's a bunch of people here who don't know. Go ahead and roll that if you don't mind. Praise God. Allow you to suffer the diseases I allowed on the Egyptians. Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord who heals you. Yes, you are. The New English Bible says, I, the Lord, am your healer. Your healer. The Sporel translation says, I am Jehovah, your physician. physician. Glory to God. The basic English translation says, I am the Lord, your life giver. Gives us his life. Young's translation says, for I, Jehovah, am healing you. Yes, he is. The Knox translation says, I am the Lord, and it is health I bring you. Free of charge. Hallelujah. When the Goodspeed translation talks oh, listen about to this diseases, one, my it says, for I, the Lord, make you immune you can stop it right there. I wanted you to hear that because whether you buy our Heaven's Health Food or any of the other, we have, quite, we have seven different scripture recordings on different subjects wherever you want to build your faith. But they're all like this, where I quote scriptures from many translations, music behind my voice. But I'm telling you, don't, if you need healing, go ahead and get this. But don't wait till you get sick to build your faith. It'll really, it'll really help you and change your life. And we have that now. We didn't have this last time, so I've just brought it this time. We have a USB drive back there that not only has the health scriptures, but it also has the love scriptures on it. And faith works by love. So if you need your faith for healing, make sure you're understanding how much God loves you. It'll cause your faith to spring forth mightily. And so it's a USB drive back there, uh, also available if you want to get that. And then the last thing, we have people regularly come up to our product table and say, if I'm going to just buy one thing, what should I get? And I always tell them the who you are in the Lord scriptures. It's called In Him. There's two, actually two CDs on this. Again, you can go to our website, download them if you prefer. But if you want CDs, there's two CDs, an hour long, and it's just like the Heaven's Health Food, but it's who you really are, what you really have, what you can really do. Now, that's just the scriptures quoted, and the teaching that goes with it is He was, I am. So if you want to really build your faith and and establish who you are in the Lord, get the He was, I am. That's all available for you back at the product table as well. So we'll... uh, well, uh, in fact, Liz and I, or at least one of us, will be back there to help you at the product table in case you have any questions after we're dismissed. So I just want to thank you. And Oh, my wife has something. Hold on. Do we have a, do we have a mic for her? Is, no, I'm good. It won't be much. Is anybody, like, really needing healing, like you've been dealing with health issues and you just really need healing right now? You're like, Lord, I just need it. I just need it. Anybody, I, I feel like there's somebody that needs this CD. I want to give it to you. You're like you're struggling. You really need health in your body. Nobody. Somebody that's. Come on, it's okay. Somebody right over here. I saw this hand over here. Whoever's the first one. Yeah, right over there. Just listen to that over and over and over. Get that word in you and get that word out of your mouth. I just felt like you were supposed to give that to somebody. Good. Okay. Okay. Good. Praise God. Sorry, the mic never came on. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. So I want to thank. Pastor Greg and Karen for again inviting us back, have us back, back with you guys. I get, I get a second service, so I get a second shot at the rest of the group, and that'll be fun. If you want to hang around for second service, feel free. I don't mind at all. I know sometimes a lot of people do that as we travel, and so they love that. And I know um, um, 
Pastor Kevin's going to give you a chance to give into our ministry, and so I thank you in advance for that. Uh, thank, I know a couple of you are partners. We have a couple of partners out of this church, and so if you're a partner, thank you so much. You're helping us travel the world, but really one of my main things is you're helping us get people saved. So every person we're getting saved, you're getting rewards in heaven, and you're going to want rewards in heaven when you get there because you spend there a lot longer than you spend here. <laughs> So you want to you wanna partner with a, your church, and then you want to find good ministries to partner with so you have plenty of rewards when you get to heaven. And so we have partner cards back there, too, if any of you need a partner card. But we love you guys. Appreciate you. And give Pastor Kevin a hand as he comes up. Come on. All right. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're blessed this morning, we want to give you an opportunity as he just said to sow into their ministry so you can help them go forth and, and share the same great message that you've just received today. As you're getting your offering ready, I just want to remind you of the ways that you can give. Uh, you can give by the envelopes in the seat back if you have cash or check. You can even write down and use your credit card on that as well. We have uh, text to give. I don't know. They usually put that number up on the screen. If you're watching online and you were blessed today, you want to sow into this ministry and give into that which you've been given from. You can do that at lake-church.com. And last but not least, if you have the Church Center app, you can give that way. If you don't have it, I encourage you to get it. Just go to your app store, uh, download Church Center. You can look for Lake Church, and it's really easy. All you have to do is just type in the amount, hit send once you've uh, put your banking information in there. Uh, very convenient. It only costs like 25 cents to give that way. So very affordable, very easy to do. And uh, so if you want to do that, I don't know if you guys are just going to have a bucket back there for them to give in or what's the... Uh... They'll have a bucket right back there at the door. So if you're given by an envelope or something, just stop by the ushers right back there and they'll receive that offering that way. And so I'm just going to pray to dismiss us. Father, we just thank you so much. We receive the word today. We just thank you, Father God, that this word that we've received enlightens us to our true identity in Christ, causes us to live from our inner man by the power of the Almighty. We thank you, Father God. We, we just ask that the eyes of our heart be enlightened to the truths that have been shared with us this morning, Father God so that we can go forth as a more accurate representation of you in the earth. We give you glory for it. We give you praise. We give you honor. You're so worthy, Father. I just, I just encourage you right now. Let's just tell him how much he means to us. Father, we just are so grateful for you, for all you've done for us through Jesus, so that we could say now we are the sons of God. Now. We are the sons of God, and that we can partake of our inheritance now, in the sweet here and now. Hallelujah. We thank you for it, Father God. Oh, I just declare every lie of the enemy just cast down from people's imaginations, Father. Oh, that as we see ourselves healed, we will live healed. As we see ourselves prosperous, we'll live prosperous. As we see ourselves free, we will live free, Father God. And we'll take that to the world. We give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't forget, go by the book table. Let's buy him out today. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name.